It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everybody, happy Friday to you. This is Locked On Cougars, your daily source for all things BYU. I am Jay Catch, your host here on the podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to download us, whether it be on Friday that you're listening to, to us or maybe even Saturday morning or afternoon as you get ready for BYU's game against McNeese State. Uh, the Cougars take on the Cowboys tomorrow afternoon at 4 p.m. at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Should be a pretty fun atmosphere. The weather's supposed to be absolutely phenomenal. I believe the forecast says sunny skies in mid-80s. We're talking just the perfect time of year in terms of fall. Hasn't quite really set in, but summer is fading out. This should be a fantastic atmosphere, and a 4 o'clock kick is a good time for this. Game will be televised on BYU TV. Also be streaming online, ESPN3, ESPN Plus. Their apps that ESPN uses will be picking up the BYU TV feed. So get out to the game, enjoy it if you're able to do so, or just sit back on your couch and relax. Today on the podcast, we're going to be previewing the game like we do have done in recent weeks with the other uh, games that BYU has played this season, Arizona, Cal, Wisconsin. McNeese State, there are plenty of notes to talk about the Cowboys about. I know you're probably wondering, what's there to know about them? There's a little bit. We'll get to it. That'll be in this first segment. Also get you some personnel notes from practice earlier in the week at BYU, talking to my hashtag sources down there at Provo that have watched practice this week. I've got some notes on guys that didn't play necessarily against Wisconsin a week ago. Get you updates on if they'll be able to play. So that's coming up here in this first segment. More of a just a general overview and preview of the game tomorrow. In the second segment on today's show, uh, wide receiver Dax Milne, the walk-on freshman out of Bingham High School in South Jordan, Utah. He talked to the media earlier this week after his breakout performance against Wisconsin a week ago. I was very impressed with his interview. We'll talk a little bit about how important it is for BYU to have success with their walk-ons in that second segment as well. And then finally in the third segment, I've got some questions that were sent in via social media that we'll be answering and as well as addressing any other notes that I don't get to in the first two segments. So there's kind of the layout of the show for you and thank you so much for taking the time to download the podcast as always. It's a blast to bring it to you guys. If you do want to reach out, please do so. Facebook, you you can look us up. The community there is at, well, just look up Locked on Cougars. You'll find us. My personal Twitter feed is at Jacob C. Hatch. The show also has a Twitter feed. It's at Locked on Cougars. And if you are interested in advertising or you just like to send old school emails, it's really fun, kind of funny to use the term old school and email together. Let's be real. But if you want to do that, you can email me at lockedonbyu at gmail.com. I get that we named, changed the name of the show to Locked On Cougars. The email address is proving to be a little more difficult to change, but we'll get there. Or maybe we'll just leave it the same. Who knows? All right, without further ado, let's get into it. Lake Charles, Louisiana is where the base of McNeese State uh, is. That's where the school is located. School that has just a little more than 7,000 students. And I'm not going to lie, this is not your average FCS team that BYU has faced maybe in the last five or so years. 
McNeese State ranked number 10 in FCS. They are 3-0 on the year. They're coming in off of a win over Nichols State a week ago. Of course, that name probably sounds familiar if you are a college football fan. Nichols State upset Kansas the first week of the year. It was a big upset. A lot of people were burying David Beatty and thinking the Jayhawks couldn't sink any lower. So Nichols State, plenty talented, but McNeese took care of business against Nichols with a 20-10 victory a week ago. This team, McNeese State, proud program. They have won at a high level for a very, very long time. And they they have plenty of talent here. This is a program coming in that's got some SEC quality guys, in my opinion, on the roster. Of course, them being based in the South, they pick up a lot of transfers from schools in the ACC, the SEC, the Sun Belt, and the like. But this team comes in, and they're going to be focused and ready to give BYU everything they've got. I, in my opinion, they've got a pretty solid offense, but I think this defense really runs things for the Cowboys. On the season so far, they're fourth in the FCS ranks with nine total turnovers gained. Uh, they're sixth with the five fumble recoveries that they've come up with. They get pressure on the quarterback. They rank fifth currently in the in the division they play in, that FCS subdivision, with 14 total sacks on the year. And their star player on defense is a name you'll probably hear quite a bit tomorrow. His name is B.J. Blunt. Great player. Absolutely phenomenal. A week ago in that win over Nichols State, here's his stat line. Nine total tackles, four tackles for loss, three sacks, and a fumble recovery. Oh, yes, and his fumble recovery on the opening kickoff also led to a touchdown catch by Luane Ross, his teammate, 10 seconds later. Great, great player, and he is going to be leading McNeese State against this BYU offense. This defense is going to be motivated. They've they they've obviously seen the film now of the wins over Arizona and Wisconsin. They also likely saw the film against Cal. They know that BYU likes to shove it down people's throats. They'll be ready, um, well, be as ready as they possibly could be, I would imagine, for the jet sweep. And this is a team that's proud. They want to come in and, and win. They have beaten Middle Tennessee in the last eight years, I believe, 2012. Sorry, they beat Middle Tennessee 27-21 to 21 in 2012. They also uh, beat South Florida 53-21 to 21 in 2013. They uh, That was a record in a victory in terms of points scored and margin of victory for an FCS team over a BCS team at that time. Man, they also almost beat Nebraska just a few years back. They barely the Cornhuskers scored a final minute touchdown to beat the Cowboys 31 to 24. The good news for BYU in this game is they are 11 and 0 all time against FCS teams over the past 30 seasons since the two subdivisions were created. Uh, but the Cougars, they'll be ready for it. Uh, Bronson Kafusi earlier this week, it was a quote that I, I, I it's kind of stuck with me. He said, we took the target off of Wisconsin, and now the target is on us. He understands, and he's a senior captain for this team, this, this program is going to be ready. We played the cut from Jeff Grimes yesterday about what he told the team. He told the team, he used the term trap game. Don't get fooled by this team. And BYU, I I don't think they're overlooking McNeese State, to be honest with you. I think that they are fully focused. They realize the folly of getting too fat and happy off of that Arizona win when they lost to Cal. They are ready to go, and they're supremely motivated to 
improve their record to three and one, hopefully improve in their standings in the top 25, maybe move up a spot or two ahead of a big time showdown in Seattle a week from Saturday when they take on Washington. Should be a fun game. And I'm excited for it. In terms of personnel for BYU before we take a break here, the only player I would expect to miss this week's game is Braden Albacri. Uh, my hashtag sources, I know a lot of people love that, sources, down there in Provo who are at practice this week said that he did a lot of work off to the side. Excuse me, when he when the team was doing team drills, he was kind of doing calisthenics and other drills off to the side. Didn't necessarily think he'd be playing this week. It sounds like the wide receiving core, Nil Pau, Micah Simon, Akile Davis, who didn't see much action or any action against Wisconsin, are all healthy and should be available should the coaches call on them. I think Dax Milne and Gunnar Romney have something to say about that with their standout performances a week ago. And then one other guy that Ed Lamb earlier this week acknowledged should be ready to go is Butch Pau. If it were me, I would sit Butch for this game, make sure he's fully healthy. He had a cast on his hand, looking like he was protecting his thumb. I would sit him out for this game if at all possible, but also as a coach, you understand guys want to play games. So everything I know about, and also one other note, Aleva Hifo, when we were at practice on Wednesday, is walking off the field, Aleva Hifo was wearing a green jersey. Traditionally, BYU quarterbacks are the only players to don green jerseys. It's an indication, do not hit this player. Well, Aleva Hifo is not playing quarterback, despite his big touchdown pass against Wisconsin. Uh, he was wearing a green jersey, meaning no contact. wonder if he picked up a knock somewhere in that Wisconsin game, and BYU is trying to protect him. This is a game against McNeese State. There's going to be plenty of opportunity to get guys action, in my opinion. If BYU is able to take care of business, pull away from McNeese State and get a cushion. But also, if this is a game where a guy's got something you don't want to be more serious, I would sit him out, honestly. I would honestly just say, hey, here's the deal. We don't necessarily, okay, we don't need you. That's a bad term. A coach should never use that term. We want you to get healthy for the game against Washington, so we're going to sit you out this game. I think that would be a good call, but I'm not the coach. I'm not paid to make those decisions. I'm also not a player, and I, and understanding players' personalities like I do, I can understand that these players would want to get out there and play if at all possible. We'll see how it goes, but the only player, as far as I am aware, and I'm sure there'll be surprises tomorrow during pregame warm-ups, is that Braden Elbakri not expected to play. I would say Butch Pau, currently I would list him as questionable if I were asking, if they, if you were asking me for an injury report. I'd also put Aleva Hifo as questionable wearing that green jersey. Didn't um, see a cast or a, a brace or any type of thing on Hifo, so it just makes me wonder what happened and if the coaching staff is just being precautionary so there you go uh, breakdown of McNeese State of course the Cowboys have plenty of offense I'd failed to mention that let's mention it real quick James Tabari he is an Arkansas State transfer he's completed 54 of 74 passes for 694 yards this year six touchdowns one interception ratio and also the running back Justin Pratt he's averaging 4.4 yards per carry this year we got plenty of talent, so BYU is going to have to be ready for him. This defense for McNeese State is really going to want to make a showing, and B.J. Blunt is going to be the leading that. It'll be fun to shake out how it plays out tomorrow, but hopefully BYU takes care of business and goes to 12-0 all-time against FCS teams. 
All right, I've gone way too overtime in this first segment. Hopefully you guys picked up uh, some of the notes you were looking for. We'll take a time out here. We'll come back, play the interview from Dax Milne earlier this week, talk a little bit, little bit about the importance of walk-ons, and also we'll break into guys I think should play in this game tomorrow and guys who I think shouldn't play in terms of freshmen and other redshirt candidates. That's all coming up right coming up next, not right now, next on Locked on Cougars. Just a reminder though, fantasy football is underway and there are two fantasy football shows here on the Locked On Podcast Network to help you. Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7 gives you all the latest news, waiver suggestions, and injury news. And then Locked On Fantasy Football is now the Locked On Fantasy Football with experts. Amazing guests like Tom Kessenick, Eric Edholm, Jeff Ratliff, and Tyler Lochner stop by every day. Check those podcasts out if you're a fantasy football player. They will help you win your league. All right, more more next, this is Locked On Cougars. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Guys, you know, ever since I started doing this podcast and in my work with the sports media locally, people ask me for advice a lot of times about what teams to bet on each week. The truth of the matter is, I don't know who's going to win, but if you think you know, you should check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I would always recommend you to go to with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. Lay down some money, you win, they pay. They've been in business for years, they've got great reviews online. And best of all, their mobile site is easy to use. They have live in-game betting on that on that app as well as online. You can do over-unders on fantasy points scored if you're a fantasy fan. And also, they have the most rewarding player perks in the business. My bookie is currently slammed with new bettors and wants to give everyone the best service possible. If you're willing to deposit your money after 7 p.m. Eastern time, they'll give you an additional $25 of free play on deposits over $100. Join now and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use the promo code ONCOLLEGE to activate that offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code ONCOLLEGE when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free money. If you're willing to hold out until after 7 p.m. Eastern time to deposit, you can get an extra $25 to play by using the promo code ONCOLLEGE25. ONCOLLEGE25 is that promo code. It's up to you guys, but I'd wait until after dinner time and take that extra money. You play, you win, you get paid. That's my bookie. are Locked On Cougars, your daily source for all things BYU athletics. Thank you so much for downloading the podcast as always. I'm Jay Catch, your host here and BYU Insider here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's a blast to bring this show to you. Thank you so much for your continued support. It's a ton of fun to talk all things Cougars with you guys each and every day. 
All right, I mentioned before the break, we're going to talk with uh, Dax Milne here, wide receiver for BYU. Had that uh, near touchdown catch against Wisconsin a week ago, an inch or two short of being, well, he stepped on the end line in the end zone. That would have been a touchdown. Comes back the very next play draws a PI flag with a great move. And I know that Wisconsin was shouting that it wasn't a PI. It absolutely was. The defender went right over the top of Milne, right through his back. Easy call to make, and BYU scores on that drive. So Dax Milne is a guy I think a lot of people may not have known about entering fall camp. He made play after play during fall camp, just stood out. And honestly, I'm not I'm not going to lie. This is my personal opinion. The drops that guys like Akile Davis, uh, Neil Pau, and Micah Simon have had early this season have resulted in the coaching staff saying, okay, Dax Milne, here's your shot. And guess what? This kid has stepped up and taken advantage of it. It is critical for BYU to hit on walk-ons. They have a proud walk-on tradition. You can look back and look at the guys who have walked onto this football program that have ended up as legends. Dennis Pitta might be the biggest example of that. Absolutely phenomenal player. Uh, no star recruit, essentially, out of Moore Park High School and was a NFL talent, an all-time legend at BYU. Nate Mickle, a former walk-on who was great as well. This tradition for BYU is something they need to hit on, and it looks like Dax Milne is the latest in that line. Hopefully the kid continues to grow. It's my opinion he won't be... He won't be a non-scholarship player for long. I would imagine after this season, he's probably put on scholarship because he's played so well and he's probably proven himself to be worthy of that already. That's just my personal opinion. But it is important for BYU to have the have these kids who have grown up BYU fans who know the program inside and out. Dax is from South Jordan, about 30 miles away. He grew up a fan of BYU. He knows the program, and he wants to be in Provo. BYU needs guys like this. So here you go. Here's Dax Milne meeting with the media earlier this week, talking about his breakout performance against Wisconsin, uh, if he expected to contribute this early in his career, and more. So here's Dax Milne with the media earlier this week in Provo. It was unbelievable going from high school games to that being my first experience in college. It was definitely eye-opening. It was was good for me to like kind of get my feet wet and and from now on I'll be like more confident. I was still confident but from now on I'll be a lot more confident in my gameplay and stuff so it's good. I was going to ask you what your feeling was when you first got called on to to step on the field. Yeah a lot of people asked me like are you really nervous and I really wasn't nervous and then uh, that first third down play that I was in, like the crowd was going crazy and I just had to take a second just kind of calm myself down. And But yeah, it was good. So uh, getting those two calls in the end zone, uh, picking up the PI on third down, what does that do for your confidence and just being a part of the game plan? Yeah, it, it definitely helped my confidence um, and I think it helped uh, uh, Tanner's confidence in me personally, uh, knowing that I'll be I can make a play and uh, too bad it just didn't work out with my toe barely being out on one of them in the PI, but it was good to help the team. Um, to be honest, I've just 
kind of kept my head down, learn from the older guys, and um, just every day out here, just making sure I do things right, all the things that Coach Grimes and, and Fessy stress, the little things, and just kind of been working my way up, and I'm just glad I'm starting to uh, get noticed. Kalani mentioned on Monday you had a couple of other offers before they kind of rolled you in in your recruiting. Do you remember much about your recruiting process, and what was it about BYU that kind of pulled you in here, even when they were over scholarship? I guess? Um, yeah, it was it was a hard decision uh, for sure, um, but. Uh, Fessy was a big part of it. Coming, he recruited me to Weber State, and him coming over here, and um, I, lo- I love Kwame. I've known him since I was eight years old too, and, and so it kind of just really seemed right. And uh, I knew I could play at the, you know, D1 FPS level, so it was what I wanted to do. Have you decided your future yet, as far as mission and stuff like that? Uh, I've decided no mission, but I, my major is undecided. So. So you and Braden were kind of twin towers a little bit at being on when you guys were playing there. Was there a little bit of that when you were coming in here too? Like, let's go, let's go pro, let's turn up? Yeah, yeah, it, it, it was a little part of that too, you know, being so close to him. And, and he's been great. Like, we're, we're best buddies. Like, no matter who gets playing time or who gets, you know, more attention, it doesn't matter to us. We just, we've been good buddies. And so it's been fun. How's your chemistry been with Tanner and the other quarterbacks? It's been good. I, uh, Zach Wilson, I grew up playing uh, ball with him and against him. So my chemistry with him has always been good. And, and uh, yeah. Tanner Mangum, confidence, but now I think we're clicking on a good level. So, so the DB from Wisconsin was quoted as saying it wasn't P.I. Was it P.I.? <laughs> He's wrong. It was P.I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you immediately looked at the official. So. Yeah, yeah I, was, I definitely expected to see that yellow flag come out. So. What do you know about the knees, the strengths that they have? Uh, I know that uh, they expect to come out and win this game. That's for sure. They don't. It's, they're not like expecting like just to come here and get a paycheck. <laughs> um, yeah, they're they're uh, good players. What I've seen on film, uh, we got to be ready for them for sure. Not look past this game. Do you guys like having a little bit of a target on your back now? Because any any intentions of flying under the radar, they're kind of gone now after Saturday. So that's, do you like having that target? That's very true. I actually do like that. I've always had that kind of target growing up anyway, so I like that. It's just like being in a bing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Did you expect because you kind of made a splash in fall camp. Your your name started to get mentioned a little bit more. Did you expect to enter fall camp and, and have the impact that you did? Uh, yeah, so I mean, that's what I wanted to do for sure. Um, I just didn't know how long it would take. And but now I'm just, I'm glad it's, it's happening. There you go, Dax Milne. Ever since he was eight years old, he's been familiar with this program, always wanted to be a part of it. And he passed up scholarship offers. I can, I, I can confirm that he did pass up multiple scholarship offers to come to BYU. And a lot of people say, we'll prove it. I, it's not worth it. it. It proves nothing. Let's put it that way. He passed up scholarship offers to come be a Cougar, and he's being rewarded for it. He has outplayed multiple other players to earn that playing time, and I'm expecting that he'll see plenty of action against McNeese State and hopefully continue to show well for the Cougars. Um, In terms of guys that I would expect to play tomorrow, especially at quarterback, this is just my personal opinion. Nobody has told me this. I'll 
I'll lay it out there for you. It is my opinion that Zach Wilson likely does not see action tomorrow. Why would that be? Because I think this coaching staff doesn't want to just toss him in the game like this where it's out of hand and the reps may not be of the highest quality. They don't want him handing off the ball. They want him to throw the ball. You can use the four games that he has available to him to retain his red shirt later on this year, mainly probably late October and the November games, and get him action there where the competition will still be pretty fierce it'll still be legit d1 reps and he can get ready for it so my personal opinion is tomorrow if another quarterback outside of tanner mangum takes reps for byu in this game it's going to be a guy like joe critchlow so if he is in the game and people are freaking out around you just say hey jay catch on locked on cougars mentioned this that might be a possibility that's my personal opinion like i said i have sources that told me more about the personnel stuff and i will stand by those sources and report that stuff this on the other hand is a personal opinion of mine tanner mangum has been solid but not spectacular but he's been solid and if i if there's another quarterback in my opinion that takes reps tomorrow it is going to be a guy like joe critchlow i don't see them using zach wilson's red shirt watch them prove me wrong but if i'm right you'll know where you you heard it here right here on locked on cougars All right, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back, wrap up the show. Final thoughts, get some listener questions as well. That's all coming up next. Real quick, though, the Locked On Podcast Network continues to expand with college shows. They've recently added Locked On Wolverines, Locked On Aggies, Locked On Buckeyes, and the Locked On Seminoles podcast, already covering multiple other teams, including the Ducks, Bears, Nittany Lions, Crimson Tide, Wildcats, Razorbacks, Volunteers, and, of course, what you're listening to right here with the BYU Cougars. Find your favorite college shows on apple Podcasts, the google play store or spotify all right final thoughts score prediction and listener questions next this is locked on cougars it's kubota orange day shop the year's best selection of kubota tractors zero turn mowers and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the usa and now through june 30 get zero percent apr for 84 months or up to thirty three hundred dollars off select compact tractors See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Guys, FanDuel, of course, is the daily leader in fantasy sports. And in 2018, this year, they want to make it easier for more people to win money. That's why they've introduced multiple new game styles that I want to talk to you about right now. A couple of them to mention here is they've increased your opportunity to play with your friends if you're interested in doing such a thing. FanDuel is more fun when you play with friends, but in the past, they haven't made it that easy to do so. They've completely reworked the friends' capabilities to include easier ways to invite people, uh, play more head-to-head matchups, and also use better product integration so you can track how you're doing against your buddies also they have a new game called beat the score beat the score is a contest where instead of having to come in a top place to win money all you have to do is beat a preset score and you win anyone who beats that score wins money very simple. Check it out. I want you guys to join me over at FanDuel by going to FanDuel.com and using the promo code LOCKEDON. That's FanDuel.com slash LOCKEDON. Plus, new users will get a $20 bonus when they make their first deposit on FanDuel. Come play with me at FanDuel.com slash LOCKEDON.
Welcome back. This is Locked on Cougars, your daily source for all things BYU athletics. Focus particularly on BYU football, but of course we cover all the other teams for you, keeping updated on everything going on in Provo. Once again, thanks for downloading the show. Please continue to share it with your family and friends and let them know about this. This is a great source, I believe, and hopefully you guys do too, of all the news you need to know about BYU in a nice, simple format that you can finish on your drive home from work or while you're doing a workout. We don't want to take too much of your time, but also want to be comprehensive in our coverage for you. All right. couple of questions coming in from listeners we'll get to also to get you my score prediction and we'll update you on where the other teams in Provo are in action this weekend so we'll start off with a question here that came in from Spencer he's asked questions before he's at Wilson 11 Spencer on Twitter good question here and I, I, I this is a question I think BYU fans would really be debating if this were to come to come to pass All right, he asks, question, does BYU need to beat Washington to be considered for a New Year's Day bowl game? Or if they win all the other games but that game, meaning Washington, would you say they have a shot at a New Year's Day bowl? I'm, I think you're thinking more about the New Year's Six or the yeah the the six games that well the, the six teams that get the big bowl games this big bowls that play make up partially the college football playoff and also the other premier bowl games in the bowl season and Spencer honestly uh, talk of this I think is very very premature that's just my personal opinion but. BYU would need to beat Washington. They'd have to have a resume that had two top 10 teams having lost to BYU, both of them on the road, for BYU to be in the conversation. But if BYU does beat Washington, you can guarantee that the chatterboxes nationally begin bringing up the Cougars as a potential New Year's Six Bowl participant as a possibility. you got to run the table, honestly, though. Boise State, I know they were exposed a week ago. Plenty talented. BYU hasn't beaten Utah in seven years. I don't think I need to remind you guys of that. But that's also another hurdle out there. You got to run the gauntlet. BYU would have to go undefeated the rest of the year. Be 11-1, having two wins over top 10 teams at the time that BYU beat them in Wisconsin and Washington. Having taken down a couple of Heisman Trophy candidates in a Khalil Tate and a Jonathan Taylor. The buzz would be there for BYU, but you have to go out and do it. So, Spencer, my personal opinion, it's premature, but they do need to beat Washington to have a shot at it. All right, uh, score prediction for tomorrow before we get to the other schedule for the other teams in Provo. My personal opinion is BYU should put up 40-plus tomorrow. I think this offense is primed to have a good day. They've been facing some pretty stout competition in terms of Power 5 opposition in the first few weeks. I know I mentioned that McNeese State's plenty talented. We'll find out if they're talented enough to compete at the FBS level or if they've been living and dying on FCS teams because they are 2-0 in their conference, 3-0 overall, and all those games are against FCS opposition. So I'm going to take BYU 41, uh, McNeese State 10. So a 31-point victory for the Cougars. So 41-10 to 10 is my prediction. We'll see how it goes tomorrow. Could be closer, of course, but I, I think BYU should be pretty comfortable and hopefully get some guys that haven't seen action this year get time in this game. All right, quickly before we go here, updating on what's going on this weekend for the Cougars. Uh, tennis for BYU um, 
BYU begins this weekend. Uh, men's tennis will be in action. They're already in action. It's already started since yesterday, taking part in the Milwaukee Tennis Classic. It's in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So best of luck to Brad Pierce and his team there. The women's uh, the Wildcat Invitational is going on as well, and that includes men's tennis in Tucson, Arizona. So I believe they're splitting the squad, I would imagine, if that's the case with men's tennis. So hopefully they have a good weekend there. Uh, the swimming and diving teams, they're having the BYU, the Utah BYU relays in the brand new Richards P- Building pools that have been completely renovated. Those will be go- going on today and tomorrow. You can check that out. The women's soccer team is in action tonight against crosstown rival UVU in their UCCC- UCCU crosstown clash match. That is set for 7 p.m. this evening um, at Southfield. Be broadcast on BYU TV. Also can be heard on BYU Radio. The women's volleyball team, fresh off of victory last night over, I believe it was Pacific, yeah, straight sets win over Pacific, faces St. Mary's in WCC play tomorrow. That's scheduled for 1 p.m. at the Smith Fieldhouse. You can go out and enjoy that before the BYU football game if you so desire. And then coming up early on Monday next week, the women's golf team is in action. They'll be at the Coeur d'Alene Resort Collegiate Invitational uh, just outside of Spokane, Washington. Coeur d'Alene is just a beautiful, beautiful area. Uh, BYU women's golf team will be in action. So there you go. Hopefully, if you guys have time, you can get out and support some of the other women's and men's sports going on this weekend in Provo. Weather's supposed to be great. Should be a lot of fun. Thanks so much for downloading the podcast, as always. We'll be back with an instant reaction episode immediately after the game tomorrow. Well, as close as we possibly can be after the game tomorrow. And then, of course, we'll be back with you on Monday, getting you ready for a big game against Washington. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your weekend, and hopefully the Cougars go out and take care of business against McNeese State. Until tomorrow afternoon or Monday morning, whenever you listen to us next, this has been Locked on Cougars for September 21st, 2018. Listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.